Hey everyone, welcome to Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. We only cater to adults 18 and above. So remember, this podcast is not safe for work, or as we like to say, NSF. Remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kink cares folk out there. My name is Sir Inc. And on this podcast, this is a podcast geared toward do-doms. And I know I spent a lot of time, well, not just myself, but I think everybody spends a lot of time on what domination isn't and fake doms. But on this one, I want to talk about, okay, you want to be a commandant. Let's discuss what that means. What is a dominant man? It is a man that owns every aspect of his life. And what I mean, own it, I mean controls every aspect of his life. And so before we get to what you see with all the glitz and glamour online, I talk about that a lot, but what we must discuss is just in general, without the kink, without the power exchange involved, a dominant man. A dominant man is one that knows who he is and has his life compartmentalized in a way that is very efficient, progressive, and he has vision. He has vision for himself and everyone within his life. Meaning his woman, if he has one, children, if he has them, his family. One unlikely, this man is the leader of his family if, unless his father is in place or there's a higher figure, older brother or something like that, hierarchy, if you have those kind of family settings. Uh, however, he is still a dominant man on his level as far as his life and his direct inner circle of family through a woman and through kids. And so dominant men have convictions. They will state who they are and won't and won't bend on that. Meaning if they meet someone and they may not like pizza, for example, and a dominant is a lover of pizza. Well, he's not gonna stop eating pizza because she doesn't like it, and maybe that might be a deal breaker. So you gotta be willing to break the deal. But if it's something you love, it's something that resonates with you, that's important to you. Those are things that you got to draw the line on. You just can't break your rules for that. Because if you break those rules, even if you subjugate those things, that's slight. You feel slighted. Or you feel like, okay, I'm giving up something I really like to appease you. But it makes you look at them in a way like they can't make any errors. Because if they make an error, now you're ready to pounce on them. So, reducing yourself causes you to have feelings of regret. And regret can come out in many different ways. 
And I'm not talking to you like I'm not a person who hasn't experienced this. I understand. Sometimes being a caring man and a nurturing man, you can get into being self-sacrificial. And then when you're not getting what you need out of the deal, out of the relationship, you feel ultimately slighted. And so, and, and slight will turn into regret and then you leave, it goes into a whole other realm of dark possibilities. Now, let's sprinkle in kink. Let's talk about power exchange and domination. Okay, what kind of dominant are you? That's a good question. There's so many different types. There's the daddy doms. You got the serves. You got the masters. You got switches. And so you have to know what kind of dominant are you. And at the same time, after you figure that out, <laughs> at the same time, actually, you need to figure out what your level of sadism is. Are you a sadist? You have to be a sadist if you're a dominant to a degree. So what's your level of sadism? So you have to understand that too, because you have to work that into your kink. What is your pleasure? Uh, not all kink is physical. So you could be a mental dominant, you know, where more of what your domination is into is the mindset, you know, and transferring your mindset into your sub and seeing that play out. Or you could be more in the physical, you know, into rope and the cross and paddling and impact play and things of that nature. Or you could be the, you know, the the daddy dom, right? Um, where you have a baby girl and, you know, you just become more of a nurturing dom, more of the more patient, um, tolerable kind of dominant. One that's willing to spoil a little bit more, maybe. You know, accepting of different behaviors that a master may not necessarily tolerate. So these are all things that you have to know. So you have to know who you are as a dominant man. You have to know what kind of dom you are. But at the same time, you have to understand what your level of sadism is. Because you can mix sadism into all those different aspects of domination, of, being, of dominance. The key to all of this is you have to have your ideas and you actually have to try them out. And you can try them out online, but it works much better when you do it live. Playing online is okay. It's like liking to a video game opposed to actually doing something right there in front of you, watching it play out, actually watching a person carry out your wishes in front of your face. That's a whole different level than just online. Like if you have the physical part and then you see it online, it's different opposed to just seeing it online and not seeing it in your face or seeing it online and then trying to match that up when you meet face to face.
the level of difficulty is there and it leads to contentious moments. So repetition is what makes you good at anything, right? They say to master anything, you have to have at least 10,000 hours in on it. So you're looking at at least a good five years, easy. And as you mature and get to look back on life, you understand how five years, 10 years, it seems like a lot when you're just starting out a venture or starting a relationship out of something like that. But it really does take time and repetition to get to know people, to get to know yourself with that person, you know, to get to see what works, what doesn't work. You know, when you first meet somebody, do y'all just automatically just go right into a DNS or does it take you time to date that person and then figure out if y'all can have something like that together? That's important to know. Like you might not feel that person that way or they may not react to you in a way that you would like see fit. And that doesn't make them unfit. It just makes that you guys may not have a good match. A sub might not match you perfectly or let me not say perfectly, but in a harmonious way. And, you know, but you really like her. It's very difficult to say I'm walking away or let's just be friends. But trying to go down this road probably would be arduous because there's some things that's just we're not clicking on. So you got to know how to, you know, what the one rapper at EST say, plant you now, dig you later. You know, so it's like sometimes you just got to take something that's like we can have something, but it ain't there yet and plant that, you know, tuck that away and come back to it. Doesn't mean she'll, she will be available. Doesn't mean that whole situation will be available to you, but you know, to preserve your respect and not to, to damage someone, you know, you need to pull out a little early. Or just say, look, let's table this for now. It's just, it's not us. We're not on the same page. That's fair. You'll gain respect. And you're not trying to tie that person's life up for meeting someone else who may be more in line for them and someone more in line for you. That's fair. That's very fair. That's very fair. My next piece is you have to be attentive. And what do I mean by this? You have to be attentive in the best way you can be. You have to be forthcoming with what your time is like and what you can give. But the what you can give, you need to give that. You need to give that. You need to be 100% on it. And you need to know cues. Maybe you can't give attention to a sub or a situation at at a woman's at a whim's notice. You know, maybe your availability is limited. But you have to know certain cues. Certain cues like I need to address that now. 
I need to be on that. You gotta know what she, you gotta know when she's just talking and when she's giving you some vital information. How do you know if it's vital? <laughs> if you know her, and that's when it takes. That's why I say it always takes time. For me, it takes a couple of years, like two years, to get to know somebody completely. Well, and not completely, but enough to be able to gauge their behavior predictability. You know, to be able to predict their behavior. That's crucial because you want to be able to anticipate a need. So if you hear her say something, again, let's say she talks about work. She talks about work from time to time. And you're like, ah. But then she'll say like, oh, today um, it was real stressful. And uh, I felt my back tightening up. So... You know, okay, she has talked about work or whatever. I heard that, I heard it, but whoa. Okay, I was listening when she said her back got tightened. So now when she comes home, I want to make sure that I can provide her some relief. And if I can't do it myself, hey, babe, listen, um, tonight or Friday night, I'm taking you to the spa. We're going to go get massages. That's how you do that. But you have to plan. You have to know that woman. You have to know that sub. You have to know what that sub is saying to you when they say certain things. If you got a chatty lady or a chatty sub, you just need to know those key phrases, key words, key moments, key things said that make you say, okay, we got to revisit that. Or I need to be pay attention to that. Okay, I see how that's going to manifest. Because remember, not all the time someone is missioning anything to you, something to you. Do they want a solution? And trust me, women like to talk, and they and that's not bad. It's just how they made, and they're not always seeking for a solution. And as men, we're very solution oriented. So we want to solve it. We want to, you know, that's our logical mind. Woo, give me a chance to exercise my logical mind. What, girl? Two plus two equals four. <laughs> you know, we 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 want to solve something that makes us feel good. Like, boom, I got the answer to that. But the greatest deflator is <laughs> when you're younger is realizing that she didn't want your damn, she didn't want your damn answer. She already thought that answer out anyway. She just wanted to talk it out. And then there's certain things that they'll say where they're stuck. And he needs you to step in and say, yo, this is what we're doing. Or this is what you need to do. I see this. But remember, she's your woman. You're submissive. You don't want to treat her like a child unless she acts like a child and wants to be treated like a child. Like, daddy, Don, baby, girl, but a regular woman, you don't want to get to a point where you're looking at her like, a, like she's a child. So you have to differentiate when she's just talking and when she's really needing guidance. And that's what dominants do. They know the difference between talk and asking for guidance in the way that women ask for it. Because women don't always come to you and say, look, daddy, I need your help. 
look, sir, look, master, I need to understand how to navigate this. They don't always come like that. So you got to understand their language. She may come to another way, but that's her way of saying, look, this one got me stuck. I need a way out or I need to figure out a strategy to deal with this. That's what dominants do. They understand the difference between knowing when to give a strategy and give advice and give guidance and when to just hear what she's saying. And you have to keep your word. As a man in general, as a, as a rule, as a man in general, keeping your word is major. Major. You must keep your word. Your word is all you have. It's respect to walk your truth, live in it, and keep your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And the only way you fall short is, is literally if something gets in the way that is beyond your control. But if there's nothing else, failure is not an option. However, if you do fall short, make no excuses. Own up to it. Yo, I failed you. I failed this situation. I failed in this manner. And I need to be I need to stand corrected. I apologize. I didn't do my part. Like you gotta own it. And there's nothing wrong with owning mistakes. You can only gain further respect because no one is perfect. You don't want to try to hold her to a perfect standard and not hold yourself to the same one. We all fall short sometimes. But it's okay to have a constructive conversation without it being contentious and just say some things and be just come from the heart. Listen, I messed up and I got to do better. But when you say that, you got to be on it. Or you have to say, I failed you. And guess what? I don't think I'm the one that can lead you to where you need to go within your submission because we don't meet up there or I can't keep up with what you need. Whatever the case may be, you have to just own it, though. You have to own your mistakes. That makes you more of a man. It makes you more human. And when she sees that you hold, you hold yourself accountable, she understands she's accountable to you and everyone that comes into your lives. She's going to make sure is accountable to you because you'll be accountable to her and everyone else. Parents, whatever. She knows. She'll know that for sure. She will fight for your respect. And that's a beautiful thing. When there's a lack of lead her shit, I found a guy on Tumblr who that's his thing, lead her shit. And I love that. And I had to give him props. I can't remember his name right now, but lead her shit. And actually his page might be lead her shit, actually. Um, but I like the title. I like the phrasing of it because that's what it is. You have to lead. And men lead, women follow, everyone wins. However, when there's a lack of leadership, everything underneath, leadership is the foundation. 
And when the foundation isn't right, nothing on top of it can be right either. So when there's a lack of leadership, the leader, the foundation, the creator of the foundation, right, has to own up to it. We're talking about taking responsibility. And you just have to understand that leading the number one thing is not spitting commands. It's actually communication. You have to know how to communicate. Anyone can yell, right? But if you don't have... Anyone can yell commands and what they want someone to do for them and all that. Anyone can do that. But can you get someone on your page convicted to the type of man you are, the type of dominant you are, the type of dom or dominance that you are? Can you get a sub to get on your page and want to follow you and want to follow you to the point where they don't want to fuck up. They don't want to mess up. They want to be perfect for you. And that doesn't mean they have to be perfect, but they want to get it right. They want to please you. They want you to be happy with them. You can't just spit commands at someone without having accountability and without being balanced in your leadership. And the only way you can lead is to know who you're leading. And so you have to know your people. So if I have to liken this to you being a commander, you having troops, like your troops have to know you. You know, and so when I say troops, now I'm saying like, okay, your sub, your friends, close family, like all these are like part of your troops, your platoon, and you're you're the leader, right? And then like you have to know, they have to have confidence in you. You know, if my friend calls me at two thirty in the morning, or any time of the morning, and says, "Yo, I have a problem. I need you to come." and it's a problem problem, then I'm coming. I'm not going to question why he wants me there. I'm coming. Because he, I know if he calls me, then it's real. Like, and he's not going to call me for some crazy domestic issue that he's, you know, jumping out of some husband's window and they're getting caught with his wife or you know, fighting in the middle of the street over some woman, like nothing crazy. So I know certain people call me when I see my phone ring. I know I'm, I know whatever they say, I'm ready to do it because I trust them. I trust their leadership. I trust who they are. I know they're solid people. So I trust what they tell me. And I know there's two sides of every coin in some situations, not even, not even drama related, but I know this person, I know how this person functions and I'm, cool with if they need something from me I'm going to be there like no doubt if I can be there I'm going to be there 100% or in any capacity I can be I will be 
And so that's what I mean about leadership. Leadership is not just for your sub. Leadership is your life in general. Leaders tend to also have a close knit of friends or a close circle who are leaders of both genders, male and female. Leaders are leaders. Bosses are bosses. And bosses like knowing and being around other bosses because they all empower each other. That's why one boss calls another boss. You, what you need, I'm there. Right? But some lower person called me. And what I mean lower, someone that's not a boss, somebody that's a little flighty, a lot of emotional, always in some drama. If my phone rang, he go on the voicemail. He or she go on the voicemail because I already know what it's hitting for. I know this is not going to be anything that's going to be worth me getting up and maybe putting myself on the line for it or breaking my sleep for it. So you have to know these things. You have to know how to lead. And I always tell people, yes, a lot of it is repetition and trial by fire. But if you know, if you don't know anything else, <laughs> we all have cell phones and all that. So go on social media and follow somebody that you like as a leader or someone through history read their history right someone that you like through history like john f kennedy or martin luther king just going through the real generic ones out there right whatever you like about them as a leader like go study them go study how they handle certain situations it's all in their in their autobiographies and their biographies so you know Go find somebody who you like as a leader and follow them. Nowadays, if they're current, I mean, you can go on YouTube and actually watch videos of them and learn from them. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, you know, a lot of good people out there that you can learn from. And don't be shy to, like, learn from a woman. You know, you might want to read a book by uh Michelle Obama, uh, Hillary Clinton, I mean, you know, and Maya Angelou. There's a lot of different people that you can study that's male or female. And actually reading some female content might actually help you understand women better, especially strong-willed women who have a passion for life who sometimes get mislabeled as being more male, but they're really not. But they understand when they come out in a man's world, how they got to act, I mean, well, how they have to move. But that doesn't mean that that's how they move behind closed doors. So there's, you know, there's a lot of things that you can learn from different leaders, leadership styles. And I implore you to, to go do that. You know, you need to understand both sides. You need to understand your side and you need to understand their side. And also, dominance, you have to study submission. Submission. Follow some true submissive uh, pages. Uh, read books on submission. There's a lot of people with great content, like Michelle Fagotofi and Dr. Uh, Lori Lisby, that... Uh, that has great content on submission and there's plenty of pages I can refer you guys to in books 
But, you know, follow some of these people, look into their content, read what they're talking about, their experiences, so you can kind of understand where a woman mindset may be. Now, everybody's different, but you at least kind of understand, like, what their thought processing is. Because that's where men get things messed up. And that's where women get things messed up about men. They don't understand our thought process. But as a dominant, you're supposed to explain your thought process. It has to be bulletproof. You have to lay it out in front of her and allow her to, or he, the sub, you have to allow them to look at it and ask questions. And you have to stand up and answer those questions. And if you're one of those guys like, don't question my authority, don't question my authority, oh, nothing, no, 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 no. Okay, let me lay it out for you. And then after I lay it out for you and you've asked your questions or not, then it's don't question my authority. But I just can't throw something on you like, oh, you gotta can't question that. You can't question my authority. No, it doesn't work like that. But if I say I want my bed made up every day, that you're with me. Okay? And she says, yes. Okay. Now, if I wake up one morning and I see the bed isn't made up, by the time we got up and got dressed, yo, the bed. You know, the bed. Get that bed. Excuse me, sir. I don't, I don't, don't question. Don't question my authority. Do it. You know, you can come with it. Of course, you might want to put a little more bass in that. You know, if you feel like it, if you got to. But, you know, you shouldn't have to yell your commands either, though. That's another topic. Shouldn't be a screamer. Shouldn't be an arguer. You know, if you're screaming, then really what you're, the content of what you're screaming lacks validity. Again. He watched The Godfather. He didn't raise his voice in a room full of men sitting at a table. He didn't raise his voice. But when he talked, everybody got quiet and he listened. That's the point. You want to be more like that. The whisperer. The one who talks in a very low tone or a very moderate tone. Without having to get yourself too excited. Too excited too excitable and lose your point and gentlemen and ladies doms and dames there's strength and silence but it's the kind of silence you give silence can be a punishment silence can be an ultimate torment Use it wisely. Use it wisely. You teeter on the line of correction and withdrawal and mental abuse. You have to know the levels. You have to know the levels that you're playing with people. Hey, I want to thank you guys for listening. There's more to discuss on this. Of course, this is going to be part one. My letter to New Dimes. And you know where you can reach me. Sir, 
underscore INQ on Instagram. Sir Inc. The Experience on Facebook. Sir Inc.com and www.kingspace.net. Come check us out over there. You can be yourself. And if you want to email me, you can email me at sirinq09 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. That was quite an experience, wasn't it? Tune in again for a fresh release of Sir Inc.'s The Experience Podcast.